Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast, episode number 30. We actually reached 30 episodes. That is amazing. I'm so proud of that. Never thought that when I started this podcast. Anyway, I have two things I want to share with you before we get into who we're talking to today. Number one is a free resource. It's kind of like a mini course. It's a 90-day plan essentials where you basically get everything you need to plan out your launch. I'll go through a lot of good stuff and um, people love it. So head on over to KenMesker.com and you'll find it right there on the front page. So sign up for that. And second of all, I am running a workshop, which is called (laughs) Plan Your Launch Workshop. And um, it's $97, but it's incredibly valuable if you're struggling to kind of get started with planning your launch. As you know, I am really into, you know, making sure that you plan your launch because that will make your launch, once you get there, actually launch you will make it so much easier, so much more fun. You don't have to worry about stuff not being ready. Now, this is a great offer. So also head on to canamasker.com. It's on the top of the website. It says workshop. Click on that link, read a little bit more about it. And yeah, join us. Anyway. Today is episode 30. I'm talking to Raluca Tapor, and we're talking about LinkedIn, a social media platform that's been around for a while, but kind of overlooked in a lot of ways. It has changed, and we're talking about how you can utilize LinkedIn for you know your business and hopefully get some leads and clients out of it. So yeah, let's dive in. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Wesker, and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. I'm your host, Ken Wesker, and today I'm joined with Raluca. Hello, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. You're in Europe as, you know, the same as me. So we're on the same time zone. Finally, someone who's on the same time zone as me. <laughs> I'm actually in San Diego, California. <laughs> no, don't say that. <laughs> yes. oh, well, okay. So she's not in the same time zone as me. So, okay, well, I'll get over that. <laughs> but uh, that's not what we're going to talk about today, though, is it? Um so we're going to talk about LinkedIn, and I find that topic a little bit interesting because I know it's a platform that's been kind of an underdog maybe for a lot of years, kind of neglected. But uh, it seems like lately it's been you know, becoming better and better, and people are really starting to use it. So but before we get into that, maybe you want to tell everybody you know, who you are, who you serve, and how you help them. Sure. Sure. My pleasure to do so. So my name is Raluca Topor, and I am originally from Romania. That's probably what got you (laughs) confused. And about 15 years ago, I moved to San Diego. I'm sorry, I moved to the U.S. 
And actually, my journey with LinkedIn started from a necessity of actually having to find jobs uh, in the in the states and standing, trying to stand out. And and yeah, I am uh, what I used to call myself a perpetual job seeker, a former perpetual job seeker. Mm-hmm. And who I'm focusing on helping now are coaches, course creators, and purpose driven entrepreneurs. I'm helping them build magnetic personal brands on LinkedIn so they can build that visibility and attract leads, quality leads and aligned clients. Mm, that yeah. sounds really good. Yeah. So <laughs> how long have you been using LinkedIn in your business? Wow. In my business, actually my business started on LinkedIn, was born on LinkedIn okay. in back in August, 2017. Okay. Yeah, that, so it's that's been, probably around, around the time when things started to kind of change for LinkedIn, isn't it? Well, LinkedIn got acquired by Microsoft and that's kind right. of when the shift happened to stop being. So there's still that perception with, with some of my clients and um, people that I talk to that LinkedIn is just a recruitment platform mm-hmm. or a social selling platform. In reality, once that shift happened with, with Microsoft acquisition and all that. It, now it's a content creation platform. Okay. For all your listeners, I'm sure they, I'm sure they know who Gary Vee is. Uh, and he talks a lot right. about the power of LinkedIn right now. And mm-hmm. that to, to me, that's just been a, an encouragement to actually talk more about it on oh, yeah. a larger scale. <laughs> just confirmation. Yeah. I got the confirmation. Yeah, but when from- Gary Vee talks about something, you listen. Because he usually <laughs> yes. knows what he's talking about, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But let's get into, you know, how can we use LinkedIn for our business and how can we, you know, instead of looking at as a recruitment platform, like you mentioned, how does it work and how can we, you know, adapt it to, yeah, online business, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So from what I'm seeing, right, so m- most of the times... So what I should mention is that I've helped a lot of job seekers in the first two years of my business Mm -hmm. because that felt comfortable. That was like me a few years prior. So it it felt, you know, natural to to start with that. But what I've been noticing is a lot of people are either quitting their nine to fives, starting their own side hustle or or just Mm -hmm. their business. So I'm noticing this shift and even deeper, I'm noticing more of the healers and uh, the the purpose-driven and spiritual entrepreneurs trying to, to build, you know, a platform and, and to have a voice and all that. And I actually would love to see more mindfulness, more mm-hmm. positive topics uh, on, on LinkedIn. Yeah. But in general, content that um, actually is well-received and that the algorithm will naturally push on LinkedIn is content that is educational. So for any Mm. entrepreneurs, any online course creators, business owners, I would say start pushing content on LinkedIn. Look at what you have right now. You probably have a blog. You probably have, you know, in your case, you have your podcast. You can totally start pushing episodes there. Mm. I see a lot of YouTubers coming now with, um, you know, pushing either native video mm. or links from their YouTube channel. I totally would say test that out. If you have a YouTube channel, test out how a, a small clip from, from your video 
upload it natively to LinkedIn, how that would perform mm-hmm. versus actually sharing a link from YouTube. Yeah, which technically, I was thinking, yeah, the same as Facebook, you know, they don't like that you share a link, they're going to want exactly. to send you off the platform. So yeah, I was thinking about the same thing. Exactly. So I would just test that out uh, and tone it down with sharing links, direct mm-hmm. links, and use more native video. Of Is there course, any, how long can the videos be? Is there any limit to it? That's what I'm looking I would say like a three three minute minimum, three to five minutes. What is cool about LinkedIn, right? Like you you can use the, all those like thought provoking, uh, you know, pattern interrupt type of captions for your videos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Imagine like these people, most of them still. So there are over six hundred and sixty million users. I probably should have said that earlier. <laughs> yeah. That's a LinkedIn. lot of users. So, Yes. So when I hear sometimes coaches telling me my clients are not on LinkedIn, I beg to differ and I, I, I start laughing because uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just a, a, a paradigm shift that needs to happen, right? Yeah. And that's just show me the, how, how much opportunity there is on this platform with, with people's beliefs and, and how much I can you know, help and educate people to see the opportunities, the hidden opportunities. But yeah, so in terms of the video, the, the question you asked, we can pretty much find our clients by the type of content we post. And mm-hmm. I know you study with James Wedmore, our coach, and we, we recently did that thought reversal training, that influence, uh, influence workshop that he did. Yeah. I don't know if you're that yet. So those type of videos where you pretty much address the beliefs of your audience and, you know, approach it from, from, a, from a different standpoint, like you bringing that, that new way of thinking that you want them to adapt, adopt, that would be a great type of video mm-hmm. on, on LinkedIn. If you're just starting out with video, you're not maybe comfortable or you don't want to do the whole editing, there's an app that I recommend called Clips for iOS, C-L-I-P-S, and you pretty much Captions, closed captions on LinkedIn are super important because people okay. mostly consume the content with their headphones on maybe or just no headphones, no mm. uh, yeah. sound system because they're at work. And captions are super important to make sure that they actually, you know, you capture their attention. Mm-hmm. And I would say three minutes, keep it short and sweet if we're talking about video and start first with that eye-catching phrase or eye-catching thought-provoking idea and then go into who you are, what do you do and how you can help them. Because yeah, you know, it's like any other platform. People care more about how can you solve, you know, my problem, not who you are and what you do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, but I would say video is number one in Mm -hmm. terms of the content. But if you're not comfortable with video, like I said, you can easily do, you know, just normal text posts. Definitely. If you listen to Gary V, he actually put out uh, on LinkedIn this 64 ideas of pieces of content that you can post. I totally recommend people um, uh, check that out. But yeah, it can be, I think in, like in everything, people overthink this. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the type of content that you can post, it can be anything from a quote, photo with some text, Hashtags are now becoming a thing on LinkedIn. Okay. So it's super important to kind of research your industry or the industry that your ideal client is in mm-hmm. and kind of check out, do a little bit of research. That's another recommendation I have for, for coaches, for online entrepreneurs to, yeah. So it goes back to know your niche and what, what everybody mm-hmm. talks about, right? The, the better you know your audience 
the easier it is to reach them. And I would say articles are also, I would say they're number two after the video. And why am I saying that is because the articles sit on a specific place in your profile. Mm -hmm. Then when somebody uh, reaches your profile, it's, it's very easy for them to just scroll down and actually scroll through your articles that are always in you know a fixture in your profile mm. and so here you can yeah. an article is that like a blog post it could in be. a sense it could be a repurposed blog post okay yeah some things that are super catchy so maybe i should have said this earlier but in 2020 is all about being authentic people have mm. a ton access to so much content that unless you're actually giving value you might as well not post something at all than posting just noise. Mm -hmm. So what has been working really well for me and for my clients and for me to actually convert clients is sharing some vulnerable articles. And Mm -hmm. we have to be careful with the vulnerability here, not to reveal too much, something that actually puts you in a bad light in Mm -hmm. the eyes of a potential client. But pretty much what I'm talking about vulnerable here is how getting fired in 2017, actually from a short-lived role in in medical device sales, actually was the catalyst for me to start my business. Mm -hmm. So yes, it was an act of vulnerability and it took me a while to forgive. But once I did that, um, I was actually listening to an audio book about... being an empath, how, how, you know, how right. to survive as an empath. I think the author is Judith Arloff. Anyway, so something that she said in that audiobook immediately, like made me think of my former boss and how that guy did such a favor to me. Yes. In a pretty traumatic way, nobody wants to get fired, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I needed that because I was still in denial of my gifts and of my passions. And yeah, I was, I was still doubting that I could be actually living life on my own terms and service clients with just my, my gifts. And I always think that struggle mm-hmm. gets us closer to, to, to our purpose and our mission in life. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So me having to constantly, because my background is in sales and marketing, constantly having to sell myself to a new opportunity, a new booking, a new gig. I used to work in field marketing for um, a lot of trade shows, conferences, and smaller local brands. That's actually what brought me closer to this platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people still probably use LinkedIn as a platform where you, like you said, you can't be vulnerable and you can't, well, you probably still can't, treated as Facebook or Instagram, but it, I guess it's kind of been more accepting to kind of go down that road, maybe. If you understand my question. Tell me more. Yeah. Tell me more about thinking, you know, uh, Facebook is a platform where you kind of, you can talk about all the good stuff, the bad stuff and your family. And, you know, it's a very personal platform and Instagram is, more like the influencers and you show the best things out of life and you know all the glory pictures and all that stuff um so how does linkedin fit in in between those is it still very business oriented platform or has it kind of loosened up a little bit 
It definitely loosened up a little bit, <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. What I love, so I, for example, I follow Jasmine Starr. She recently joined the platform, maybe mm-hmm. six, seven, eight months ago. I, I don't remember uh, the time we're recording this, but I love the fact that she's bringing in her video skills, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of B-roll that is happening right now on her on her profile. And I just love, like she's embracing that photographer with the uh, online business owner and like kind of pulls you in. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand that not everybody has a whole production team and all that, but definitely some of the content that we post on Instagram, I've I've posted on LinkedIn as well, behind Mm -hmm. the scenes, you know, photos from events, another opportunity that people, I feel like I actually need to talk about this. People forget to leverage their actual life on LinkedIn, meaning we all attend networking events, right? Mm -hmm. And I tell my clients all the time, like, what's your strategy, right? Like you're going into this, this conference. What, what's your plan with it? Like, let's talk about a little bit about opportunities to take photos with key people that you want, you know, later on to tag on, on LinkedIn. What we're talking about here is, right, personal branding, building that personal brand, but at the same time, building thought leadership and authority, right? You want people to see you uh, as a leader in your industry. and consistency is key like on any other platform Mm -hmm. and just showing them bringing them on just how we do with visually with on instagram the only thing i have to say here with with facebook is you just have to be careful you know what what you post on linkedin so you don't turn it into a yeah i i would not post a lot of personal stuff for sure Um, Mm -hmm. so facebook still has that you know the family vibe yeah, <laughs> and uh, all the all the Super Bowl. I don't know if you watched uh, <laughs> all the Super Bowl. It's, it's not a big thing over here in Norway, but yeah, I, I know all about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what what I mean is, yeah, the, 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 there's been this this crazy um, dispute between people getting super triggered about the. Um, uh, Shakira and, and J-Lo's performance and other people saying, no, that was just beautiful. Well, mm. that type of content can totally stay on Facebook. Right. <laughs> Don't bring that noise on LinkedIn. Yeah. So it's still, yeah, I, I would still say that it's it loosened up. And I think people people's content is more focused on who they really are. Like embrace if you're a personal brand, if you are a, like I said, I love the YouTubers and the, and the Instagram influencers coming more onto the on onto LinkedIn mm-hmm. to kind of bring that balance. And I, I was mentioning earlier, I have a sweet uh, spot for the healers and spiritual uh, entrepreneurs. And I think that there's a, a huge need for their type of content as well. Absolutely. Obviously, you know, not as wild, <laughs> wildly expressed as it is on Instagram right. with all yeah. the you know pictures, memes, stories, right? But definitely with actual tips that can help the stressed out entrepreneur or stressed Mm out uh, nine to five employee to actually bring more mindfulness into their life and and get back into, um, you know, looking within and all that. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because we have to consider that, you know, LinkedIn still is a platform where, you know, we have the recruiters. It is a business platform per se. And, you know, the entrepreneurs, the nine to fives that want to, you know, find a, maybe a new job or maybe they want to start a business on their own. We still have to have that in the back of our head when we're using this platform. 
and that still works beautifully. Mm-hmm. So I still work with job seekers, although I currently did a shift and I'm not mainly pushing that, talking to that niche, but it's still... Um, so I actually want to mention something here. I don't know if your audience is mostly in Europe, but it's probably global. Yeah. What I do... Yeah, the reason I'm saying that is because this service... My business pretty much started on LinkedIn because I activated one paid plan that I would love to to share with you know any other people who might benefit. It's called ProFinder and it's currently, as far as I know, available only in the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason why I started servicing job seekers in the beginning is because this service allowed me to do so. What I've been noticing though, so for the listeners that are in the US, they can totally tap into this. I believe right now it's $59 a month and they're pretty much sending me pre-qualified leads okay. of people who actually mention that they are interested in maybe a resume refresh, LinkedIn profile optimization and, and career coaching, right? Mm. What I do want to mention though, if you're a photographer, if you are any sort of cons- like any form of consultant, I even saw like tax consultants and financial services. Uh, so it's not just the creative field, like marketing specialists mm-hmm. and, and so on writers, writing. So if you know Upwork and Elance and all all these other, this is LinkedIn's version of that, I would say. What's interesting to say here is definitely the quality of the clientele is definitely, you know, higher because I've I've tried Upwork myself. Mm -hmm. People tend to pay more to somebody that they hire off of LinkedIn. So that is, I think that's a huge point here to mention. Mm -hmm. And while, you know, on this journey that I've been on, I think I, last year I increased my prices by five, five times, right? Because I realized I, you know, I kept going to events. I kept investing in in myself. And also um, I attended uh, career coaches specifically focused event and I realized that my prices were ridiculously low. So there's something to be said there like, okay, well, people still, because I was getting busy. That's great. Yeah. But, you know, when you calculate your hourly, <laughs> it's, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I've shifted a lot my packages and my offerings. And I totally think that you should meet people where they're at, but you can meet them with different uh, different products, right? Different offerings. Mm. That's why I love this online course world because we can just offer a, a mini course and actually help somebody, you know, get a result fast and mm. then, you know, offer the one-on-one support in a, in a different way for a different price point and those VIP services and, and all that. Mm. So yeah, that I, I, I'm giving that free tip with the pro finder for your audience because I think, that was a blessing. Like I've been doing a lot of mindset work. I've worked with Bob Proctor's programs, thinking into results. So I was thinking, how can I design this dream life, dream business of working online, the laptop life lifestyle that a lot of people resonate with. Mm. Uh, that used to be my dream as well. And I just didn't know how to make it happen. And all of a sudden, again, it, it happened with looking within and at my skills everything shifted. 
and I'm saying all of a sudden because it's not really all of a sudden. It's all the work that you do <laughs> yeah. daily. Of course. And yeah. at some point it materializes and the idea, yeah, the idea <laughs> comes. So pretty much within activating. So as soon as I activated that service in the next, I believe 24 to 48 hours, I got my first two clients for resume and LinkedIn. Wow. So when that happened, I realized that this is it. Mm-hmm. Because usually when something like that happens, it's okay. You know that you're on the right track. And it coincided with me taking a break from the US, moving to Europe for one year in 2018 Mm -hmm. and seeing my business grow pretty much online. Servicing clients based in the US while I was physically in Ireland and Romania for one year. And now I'm back in San Diego just because I realized that this is home. This is where I want to be. This is where I want to, you know, grow old or grow young, <laughs> whatever, however you want to call it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It, it LinkedIn allowed me to have that freedom of mm. yeah, working from anywhere. So. But if we were to look at what, you know, someone thinking about starting to use LinkedIn again, what should be their goal to know get started what is the end goal that they should be looking for here Mm. so as i mentioned your clients and high paying clients are on linkedin that's Mm. the i think that's the end goal right we all want to build that successful business with clients that we love who we love right and everybody you know obviously gets the transformation that they paid for but is there any industry that kind of is not on linkedin do you think or is is it something Mm. for everyone That's a a tough question question to ask, but yeah. That's a great question. Honestly, I think it works for any industry. Yeah. Yeah. I do think so. And I see every day I discover new opportunities, to be honest. Like Mm -hmm. earlier I was talking to a client of mine and I realized like from, from immigration lawyers to nurses to like everybody's there. Mm-hmm. And yes, as a coach, like I said, that's why it's super important. I know we work with, with James and all, all these other teachers on online marketers are teaching the knowing your niche and all that. The easiest way to find your clients on LinkedIn, besides the content, obviously optimizing your profile, making sure that you make a good impression, right? When somebody lands on your profile, then mm-hmm. posting content that actually educates the other important part and that, you know, connects uh, your audience to you, your ideal clients. There's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes in terms of outreach, right? And you can find through keywords. So another reframe I would like to offer is, and I heard this at a conference at Social Media Marketing World uh, about a year ago, as soon as you think of LinkedIn as a big old search engine, Mm -hmm. just like Google, just like YouTube, right? Just like Pinterest, mm-hmm. we can find anybody on LinkedIn based on keywords. So right. any decision makers from any company, any industry, as long as they're obviously on the platform. Mm-hmm. And I was reading recently an article that um, how um, they have such ambition plans um, of expansion at LinkedIn. And there are going to be even more users on the platform in the next few few months, a year. So the platform is growing. Yes, it's not as sexy as others, other platforms, right? Like Mm -hmm. they've very slowly innovating and it's still sometimes super glitchy. 
Mm-hmm. Even when I work on profile updates, sometimes, you know, they don't save my changes and I have to do it all over again. Great. <laughs> so people get usually, <laughs> yeah, people get usually bogged down by these things. But to yeah. me, this is the superficial. It, it's okay. It's, yeah. We got to look at the big picture that your clients with deep pockets are mm-hmm. on the platform. And all you have to do is adapt your content and learn how to talk to them and how to reach out, you know, how to reach them. But how do we... Yeah, how do we reach out to people? Is it straightforward, you know, just, hey, I want to work with you or, you know, I got this and this offer, it might fit for you or how do you go about that? I love that question because I'm pretty sure at least once in our lifetime, we got bombarded with some cold, annoying message on LinkedIn. And that is, definitely, <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely the no <laughs> go. <laughs> Don't go that route. <laughs> yes. So I was mentioning earlier that I, 2020, it doesn't matter where you post, right? And how, yeah, even on Instagram DMs, it's, it's the same principle. Mm-hmm. On the other side, right, there's another human being. And as, as long as we approach the message customization that way and our, you know, the frequency of the follow-up and all that, I think that's key. So one thing I would suggest is strike up a conversation but do not send any links or any unsolicited stuff until the other person actually responds and shows some interest. Mm-hmm. One tactic I would say is offer actually value without asking for an email address. Right. In the, in, in the DMs, let's call them, mm-hmm. uh, on, on LinkedIn. Some feature, and I actually invite everybody who's listening to actually use this and see, uh, see the results there's a feature where you can actually send voice messages. Just, I believe Instagram that has that too. Yeah. So I invite you instead of writing to just start sending voice messages on the LinkedIn messenger. And people have responded very positively because, you know, they just hear your voice and they connect with you uh, on a more personal level. Mm-hmm. And yeah, instead of just sharing, Hey, I wrote an article, here's the link. Always think what's in it for them. Why are you, you know, are you solving a problem? Are you offering support with anything? Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're just creating more noise. Depending on the geography or what, if, you know, if your clients are all around you or if you're servicing them online, I would say LinkedIn is also a great spot to just invite people to take, you know, take you up on a, on a coffee right. date. Yeah. Like informational, when I used to be a job seeker or when I, coach my clients, my, my job seeker clients, the term for this is an informational interview in the job seeker world where you just invite somebody for a chat, not necessarily putting that pressure of like, Hey, I want a job at your company. Just more like coming from a place like I would love to learn about the culture and so on and so forth. And even for coaches and, and I feel like there's a need for authenticity and for genuinely wanting to learn about the other person's issues and struggles and pain points, right? Mm-hmm. So even you can use LinkedIn to do your market research to validate your idea if your course is going to sell or not. Why right. not, right? Yeah. So offering that 20-minute com- consultation or, or conversation, telling them you're not going to sell them anything, right? And just hop on a call. Uh, so prospecting and, and, and doing your market research can be done on LinkedIn in a very, like I said, humane way mm-hmm. <laughs> and not sleazy or, or salesy. Honestly, I just 
delete everything and, and block the people who are still doing that in 2020 without right. being, I don't want to sound harsh or anything. It's just, it's such an outdated method that it's, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're still doing that, stop. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Obviously it's I not working think, on I, any platform. So yeah. Yeah. I don't think your audience is doing that, but yes. Yeah. Pretty much don't do to others what you don't want done to yourself. Well said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm just trying to think, how can we make our profile as attractive as possible mm. for, you know, our ideal clients? Are there any general tips that we can give to the audience? Sure. So I do have a freebie with my seven tips on how to update your LinkedIn profile to create an all-star. That's what they call a, Mm. yeah, that's what LinkedIn qualifies a a good profile, an all-star LinkedIn profile. So I can talk a little bit about that. I would say if if your audience is, if your listeners are just starting out, I want to talk about something like the the photos that you post Mm -hmm. from your profile photo to, you know, you're going to want to continue to post right behind the scenes and all that. I would say investing in a photo shoot, in a branding photo shoot is key. And I could mm-hmm. not stress this more. It was one of the biggest investments I've made. You know, when you're first starting out, right? You want, you need a website, you need, uh, obviously. Yeah, you, you can use it photos. for a lot of things. Yeah. And I remember it was the scariest investment. Again, my prices were super low at first. So I was just calculating like, oh, how, how many clients do I need to serve <laughs> to pay for this photo shoot? anyway so i would say that that was the biggest and the biggest roi investment that i mm. that i've made getting a professionally done a branding photo shoot so is the uh, quality of the images yeah i'm sorry is the quality of images important on is now on linkedin in terms of you know don't use your regular cell phone pictures yeah i would say a mix is good Mm-hmm. You still want your audience to connect to the real you, right? Right. So if you're working remotely, right? If you're in a coffee shop, you can from time to time to just show pictures of you, like where you're, what's your office for the day, right? Mm-hmm. And behind the scenes. But definitely your profile photo should not be, you know, yeah. a low resolution or um, or not a, yeah, it should be a professional photo. Right. One tip I have here is... You're building your brand. You want people to recognize you, same profile photo throughout all social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, even Pinterest, Mm -hmm. LinkedIn. I just have the same photo everywhere. A little bit careful with the handle for Instagram. And like I recently just changed my handle. My business is called Your Worth on Paper. Mm-hmm. I just want people to recognize my name, Raluca Topor. So because of LinkedIn, right? where there's my name after the, you know, linkedin.com mm-hmm. slash dash I am forward slash I am forward slash Raluca Topor. I just changed my Instagram handle to Raluca Topor as well to match yeah. my name to be easier to be found as opposed to the Facebook page, business page where you can actually have both mm. your name and your business name. Going back to some tips for the profile, what people don't, realizes how important the headline is. So again, we're going back to talking about keywords. Mm -hmm. When certain users search for certain keywords, 
you can be found easier that way. And also what I wanted to state is that when somebody actually Googles your name, and I invite you, if you're listening to this, to just Google your name and kind of see what are the top results. LinkedIn is one of the first few results that come up. And they don't see just your name. They see your current role, the name of the company that you're working at. So obviously, if you're a business owner, you should actually have a company page because that's very, very important uh, to build that. But if you're a personal brand, though, it's... How you can have both. You can have, yeah, you can have both. We can talk a little bit more about that, but definitely because you want to start. I just came back from a from a three day local event here in San Diego. With I'm always learning. I'm always. So we were actually talking about this part, and you really need to think of what's your big dream, long term dream with your business. Like, what if you want to sell it later on, right? Mm, You should still create it as an identity separate from yourself, even if you're a personal brand, right? Like maybe it's harder with a personal brand. And they were just giving the example of Tony Robbins, how, you know, he's so powerful, has this powerful brand recognition at the same time, you know, the brand, I mean, it's him. Mm -hmm. He has to be there. Right. And I get it. Uh, but at the same time, we we still have to somehow <laughs> create like some other assets, right? Yeah. So definitely, I would say a company page on LinkedIn, whether you're a personal brand or not. It's in that respect, it's it's kind of and company pages are a newer thing on LinkedIn. I would say they got revived about a year and a half ago, and some companies really took it to the next level. Companies like Google, for example, you, yeah. you can go in and research, you know, about what is life, hashtag life at Google and so on and so forth. I know we're not at that, you know, level, mm-hmm. uh, but you can create your own company's hashtag on that company page and people can start following that. We can create movements, right? Yeah. So even if you're just a personal brand, you can do a lot with building that tribe on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and then yeah, and the movement, if, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. So the headline, going back to the headline, it's very important to make sure that you state who you're helping in the headline and, and what are the results that you bring, right? It's your unique sales proposition. Mm-hmm. And I know your listeners know this in and out. So your USP, your unique uh, selling proposition should be in your headline, very clearly stated. And then as well, keywords about who you are, like, what There's a limit to how long this can be, right? Yes, there, there is a limit <laughs> and, and yeah. I have a tip. You can get actually double the number of characters if you do it from a phone, from oh, iPhone or right. iPad. Yeah, so I invite you. And also I invite everybody that is listening to always be testing, updating. Like I change my headline all the time, time depending on like the different keywords. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, for example, I'm on Kajabi. I use Kajabi. I put Kajabi Hero as one of my uh, keywords. And I wrote right. an article about Kajabi and I, why I chose the platform. So there's so many, you know, ways to leverage our businesses and, and you know, the, the resources that we, that we use and so on and so forth. I'm also a LinkedIn local host. Mm-hmm. So you can actually apply uh, and become one in the city where you live. And it's 
it's pretty much a way to connect and build connections offline out of LinkedIn, right? It was an initiative that they were doing, trying to, to, to bring people together and create real connections offline. Mm-hmm. And they're free events usually, or that's their philosophy. Or even if the organizers charge, they usually donate the money. So it's, right. not, it's not done for profit. Yeah, I actually recently attended one of those events in San Diego, and I would love to get involved as well and be one of the co-organizers. So I'll, I'll reach out to because I applied when I lived in Europe for a year. So I'm a LinkedIn local host, but it's for Bucharest, Romania, right. and I need to get involved where I'm. But I think you can actually, for anybody who's interested, you can actually apply. And if you're a nomad and you want to get involved, I believe you can just uh, find out who the local hosts are and you can get involved that way. So I think, I think that's a cool initiative. Mm, cool. So after the headline, what's next? Mm, I would say cleaning up your experience, right? Because there's, you want it to be visual, uh, visually appealing, right? So clean up jobs that you've done in the past, like the last, I don't know, 10, 12 years. If it's not relevant, if you have your own business now, if you, yeah, if it's not relevant for what you're doing, I would definitely clean that up and make the profile easier to be read, to be explored. Mm-hmm. We talked about articles earlier and having one article, at least one article to begin with is very important. Obviously, if you have a lot of content, go ahead and repurpose that content, either in chunk it up in videos or short form pieces of content, which are the posts mm-hmm. or just write yeah, just repurpose blog posts, turn them into articles. That's very, very easy. And again, when people scroll from a phone, it's very easy for them to see the article will be one of the things that pop up. Depending on how eye-catching the title is, mm-hmm. right, that will keep them more interested and they want to learn more about you. Yeah, but jobs that you've done, I don't know, your first few jobs, if they're not relevant, I would say clean that up. And most importantly... Is testimonials, which on LinkedIn is called recommendations. Right. I cannot express, yeah, I, I can't count how many people have told me. I, I received like five proposals for, you know, for my LinkedIn profile optimization needs. And I went and I read your testimonials and that's, that's what made me choose you, let's mm-hmm. say. So in any type of whatever you're offering, you want people before they even get on a call with you, you want them to kind of have made up their decision already. And LinkedIn kind of gives you that opportunity to build, you know, not only just a visually appealing profile, but give that substance right through the type of content that you're posting. And again, the articles is that piece of content or the piece of content that just stays on your profile doesn't really move as opposed to the posts that you know they get pushed in the the feed yeah but uh you know the testimonials if i don't remember wrong here now uh that's something that the clients or those who are working need to put in themselves so you would actually have to reach out to them and ask if they could leave a testimonial right a hundred percent yeah so you can either request or give right which is cool because in the past you couldn't do that. So you can actually just go on a person's profile and just offer, you can request it or just send them a, a, you know, a testimonial. Like if you had an amazing experience with your branding photographer, you can do so. 
Yeah. Okay. So you don't actually have to go into the messages and ask, can you please can't leave me a testimonial? You can just push a request button and they can just correct. Do it and that correct. And that actually gets populated in the messages automatically. Okay. Uh, so you'll have that string of, of communication. Yeah. It's a, okay. it's a new feature that they, yeah, it's an update that they did before it would just kind of disappear and it would be just like you sent that request, but now it just pops into your messages between you and that person. Hmm. Well, that kind of yeah. lowers the barrier a little bit to receive and give testimonials, I guess. A hundred percent. I think they got on that. I don't know if your audience knows Yelp, right? It's a, it's, it's a thing here in the US. I know about uh, it, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, trust it. And they <laughs> did delete a lot of my testimonials on Yelp because I refused right. to pay them. Mm-hmm. So LinkedIn actually has been, you know, great because I have over 45 testimonials right now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot stress highly the importance of them. Yeah. yeah. Because that's your, your, you know, it's your social proof. Uh, and because it's on LinkedIn, people trust it even more. Right. Right. So if we're going to sum this up, it's a platform where you can get, you know, higher paying clients, obviously it's a bit more professional platform. Uh, so you don't post the pictures of the family necessarily. <laughs> and it's a great way to get testimonials and you know, all the articles, everything stays on platform and it's a great way to get people to notice you and they can search you for keywords. Yeah. Anything else you want to add to that to summarize it? Yeah, I know your audience and your whole podcast is about launching. And right. um, yeah, and I wanted to talk a little bit about how you can use it to promote your launches. And we did talk about some of these elements previously, like definitely have a series of videos that you want to post, you know, create that seeding and and teasing and all that. But there's a brand new feature, maybe launched about a month and a half ago, which I'm super excited about because if any of you run your businesses through events, physical or virtual, right? Mm -hmm. Now they have an events feature, just like Facebook events. So I wanted to talk about that because I've been testing it. Not for physical. I've actually been testing it for webinars. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a great tool. Thank thank God. We want to see more of that innovation. But definitely you can actually target it and invite. You can make it private or, or public. And you can invite be very intentional about who you're inviting to your webinar, masterclass, whatever it is, or actual physical event. I really want to see where this feature goes, but definitely it's available and we can use it. And like I said, it can be used for for virtual. So for webinars or three-part video series, you can invite them, offer the link. And again, they're your ideal clients or the clients who you're trying to nurture. And like I said, everybody's, everybody's there. Everybody has, you know, wants to build their, their, their name, their business, their authority. Also podcasts, like you can pretty much book podcasts, bookings from LinkedIn. You can, if you're looking to have a TEDx, right, uh, to, to, to get picked up, get approved for a, a TEDx talk, you can actually target organizers. Like the mm. possibilities are endless and speaking engagements of, of any kind. If you want to work with corporations, right, you don't have to just like, you can bypass the whole messaging the assistant type of thing. Yes, mm-hmm. 
depending on, you know, what level we're talking about, people don't manage their LinkedIn profiles themselves. Like I was actually following a, uh, another LinkedIn specialist and she's actually doing Marianne Williamson's, she's managing her profile. Obviously in, in, in that case, right at that level, you might not reach out to Marianne yeah. Williamson directly, but yeah, it's still a platform where you can reach out to the decision makers mm-hmm. in a very simple, direct way or bring connections that you make in real life at a conference or something you can still follow up with them and, and have things move a lot faster than the traditional, you know, mm-hmm. old, old ways. Yeah. yeah. But in terms of launching, as you mentioned, you can, okay, you can use the event to, you know, host a webinar and all that stuff. But apart from that, you would pretty much use it as you would any social platform, I guess, because your content Correct. would be educational anyway. So yeah, you could probably repurpose the content. Correct. Yeah, definitely. You can include the message would be here that you can include LinkedIn also as one of the platforms for your launch. I would not do super long, depending on how long the Facebook, like let's say somebody's launching with the three-part video series. Right. I don't know how long the, the video would be in that case, but even just using editing and making a shorter video just for LinkedIn mm-hmm. that still gets the point across. I, I would do that actually. Yeah. yeah. People don't on LinkedIn, people don't consume like super long videos, right. like 20 minutes. I think it's way too much unless it's, I don't know. So for LinkedIn, <laughs> it sounds like a documentary. <laughs> yeah. I think you can still do a challenge, for example, uh, mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. I actually have not seen people do this. I'm going to start doing, yeah, uh, interesting doing to test search. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely that event feature, the reason why I mentioned it is because you can start, you're pretty much building a list, mm-hmm. but inside inside LinkedIn, yeah. right? And adding connections, I believe 30,000 is the maximum. Adding connections also is key and always combing through them. Maybe some people are not relevant. One thing that I should have mentioned is Don't underestimate the power of your current network. If you're doing some sort of a career pivot shift or anything like that, Mm -hmm. my previous coworkers from Chicago, I used to live in Chicago for eight years uh, before moving to San Diego. All those people became in a way my advocates because they knew me as a person. But as soon as I did this shift and started my own business, I've gotten referrals from it, from my old connections pretty much Mm, right so it should always be a yeah a balancing act right of like yeah i'm growing my network with more connections but also people you know we all have lurkers right people who will always like watch your content it might not be them who need your services but it might be somebody who they know and yeah that's Mm. that's one thing to keep in mind yeah absolutely great advice yeah so do we have any last tips on how to use LinkedIn for the business? Mm. Or is there anything that you think is more important than anything else that you mentioned? Hmm. I would say even that type of video interviews that people do on Facebook, right? Promoting, yeah, again, 
Again, video. I think my message is video is king on LinkedIn. Yeah. Actually, I didn't. I did not give. I give this example when I run my webinars. So I wrote a short article with five tips on. Um, I was giving five tips on how to calm like interview nerves. Let's say right. So mm-hmm. tip number one was all about doing your research on the company. And on the person, the people who are you going to interview with and so on and so forth. This was for the job seekers. And at the same time, LinkedIn reached out. It was a mass email. It was not just to me, but they were reaching out to all the contributors on LinkedIn and then the career coaches and all that. And their suggestion was, how about you transform those tips? Like take each tip you gave in the article and make a short video about it. Mm-hmm. And the difference was incredible. So the article just got, I don't know, 80 views or something like that. Yeah. And that I, I, I filmed a video just with tip number one, do your research, you know, go on LinkedIn, look for keywords, all of that good stuff that I mentioned about previously. Mm-hmm. And that got over 2,500 views in Whoa. just a matter of a few hours. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so that just shows the power of video again. Yes. Mm-hmm. And leveraging the other person's network. So if you have a guest, especially for your podcast, mm-hmm. taking just a short clip of that recording, right? add the caption, close captions. Um, and yeah, again, it can be just a short, let's say moment from the interview that actually helps the audience is relevant for the audience. And then in the text, you can tag that person as well, right? Not yeah. only their network is going to see, but your network is going to see that type of that content. Mm. So it's a win-win. Yeah. Same with the photos I was mentioning from conferences. Always make sure the other person, all the people actually in the, and cross pollinate the, the audiences that way. Right. That's a great tip to end with. So how can people get in touch with you, reach out to you and learn a little bit more about how you help people? Sure. Well, they can definitely download my freebie. It's actually on my LinkedIn profile. So let's mm-hmm. connect on LinkedIn. You can find me on, so my name is Raluca, R-A-L-U-C-A, Topor, T-O-P-O-R. So it's linkedin.com forward slash I-N forward slash Raluca Topor. I'm on Instagram, super active on stories and all that. Uh, and the handle is at Raluca Topor. And on Facebook business page, that's a little longer. It's Raluca Topor dash your worth on paper. Okay. Well, we'll put that all up in show notes and we'll link to your little freebie lead magnet there as well. So people can learn how to set up their profile and everything. So yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for uh, spending a few minutes with me and talking about LinkedIn. I think it's, um, like I said, it's a platform that's been an underdog for a long uh, while now. And I think it's, um, it's definitely some, something is happening. So it's really exciting to see. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me and giving me this opportunity to geek out on a platform that I love. <laughs> My pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you guys for listening in and uh, we'll catch you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.